for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it all right welcome everybody this is the reality czars podcast and we're your hosts nate and tony and we have an awesome guest and uh tell me your actual do you go by kyle reese is that you, that's what you go by or? yeah i don't give out my government name gotcha I, we well, like I, it. That's the Terminator, my, right? Yeah, my civilian name is Kyle Reese. My Got friends it. gave me that name because of uh, my obsession with the 80s. I love and, it. Uh, and my music was almost a warning. I, I feel like I'm Kyle Reese because I'm just constantly screaming at people about the future like he was in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I feel like I've, I feel like I am a time traveler uh, speaking of, you know, conspiracies but yeah, time travel is uh is maybe it's not real, but in a sense for uh, those of us who can tell what time it is, it, it's very real. I mean, it's as real as time is. Time is bullshit. So, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's true. It's true. But yeah, it's Blood of the Brave. That's my stage name, and I also have two albums out as Kyle Reese where I rap over 80s synthwave music. Nice. That's dope, man. That's awesome. Yeah, we are trying to do as much research on you as we could. We can't find shit about you online. They fucking locked you down. <laughs> uh, tell me more. What do you mean? Oh, I just like if I look up Kyle Reese, Blood of the Brave, anything on Google, like almost nothing pops up. Yeah, it was <laughs> never like it, it was never like that. But if you look up Blood of the Brave, you can see my YouTube channel, and you can see uh, my Bandcamp, and you can see yeah. I'm on. I mean, I'm on Spotify. I've been on iTunes for 11 years, and but um, they awesome. shut my Twitter down uh, last year, and my website got jacked. So bloodofthebrave.com yeah. after 10 years died, and now it's bloodofthebrave.net. And then um, I They're removed my for personal. You, man. I removed my personal name from Facebook uh, about a month ago, a couple weeks ago, because my friends on Instagram started warning me, and people have been getting weird messages and just to protect. I mean, I'm I'm probably going to take down every picture of my family. I had never posted family, and I didn't like yeah. doing that. But um, it's stupid. You shouldn't even worry about that because my music, I actually like try and unite people and uplift people. Half of my songs out there are almost like feel-good pop songs. You know, and then my other one, that's I go what at makes it. you the most dangerous, man. That, like, honestly, like, unity and talking about coming together, that's what they actually are fucking scared of. That's what that's people true. fucking fear. Our fucking masters fear. They don't want to, they mm-hmm. want to separate it. The, you're right. the you're, scariest you're right. fucking thing to them is for us yes, to be united. Is. Yep. It is, and I, people can get offended by my message all they want, but all it is is a, is a message for you to be free and me. Because I'm not free if you're not free, which I say in my Synthwave album as Kyle Reese. I say that and my new album, Drop of Friday. It's true. We're not free unless everyone's free to do as they wish without harming other people. True. Hell yeah, man. I, so I definitely want to push your new album. So it's dropping Friday. Yep, dropping Friday. It's um, "We Are the Brave," produced by Bottom Crate Beats. It's a uh, lifelong. I have friends who I started this with. I literally carried this dude's crates of his records into high school dances. Um, my boy Yosh, Josh, and uh, Bottom Crate Beats. He's been he's like a musical engineer for real. Like he's been doing this for like twenty years, and he has put out 
his own stuff, but we've always never, you know, life, he's been living overseas, everything. And finally, uh, my last album, so uh, Sovereign Soldier, was produced by the other dude I carried crates for, them too. They were DJs. And now we're, we're following it up with me and his album. So it's it's going to be great, man. So just like... It's awesome. So, like, when did you start the album? Just to get, like, a timeline of, like, what's going on politically at this time of creation. Good question. Good question. Because um, you can realistically listen to five albums ago, my album Peace. Yeah. And it sounds like I made it right now. That's why I am a time traveler, in a sense. Because I was trying to tell him this was all coming. And it's here. But for the inside specifics of what you just asked, I stopped recording this album. Um, we... It's funny, I, I'm dyslexic, I guess, or I work backwards. So the first song I recorded uh, was almost nine months ago, and it is the first track on the album. And the last track I recorded is the intro, and I just did that about three weeks ago. And I've been behind the scenes. I've been, I do everything on my own. So I've had four music videos to shoot, edit, all the cover art to make, all the promos. I got a new computer for the first time, and... 10 years right before the chip shortage happened. I've never had a, um, I've never had a graphics card that could handle 4k video. So now I'm up there. I've always been at a high level. Like if you look me up I, and you know what I sound like, I've always been trying to present my stuff at a high level. And this album, I got three videos out in 4k and the fourth one comes out Friday. That's awesome, man. It's, so it's the title track. Uh, we are the brave. That's the name of the music video. That's dope, man. Uh, yeah, I reached out to you um, after I heard you on the Media Monarchy. So yes, dude, I love those guys. James Evan Pilato dude. is yes, <laughs> yes. J oh man, man, Corbett is like I'm old school, man. People are like, when did you wake up or whatever? I'm like 2002. Hell like yeah. that's it. We started. I was rapping in '99. I was already talking about this kind of stuff, but in 2005 i was dropping mixtapes about this and my first album was 2008 but anyways those guys have been at it for that long and i've been you know i've known I've, I've been supporting them and known them and um i don't get a lot of pull from you know that world so i'm very grateful that they share my music yeah big time hell yeah man yeah i loved your song they played the menace to eugenics and i was like i i need this song as my intro yeah. so that's when yeah. i reached out to you man and that was awesome yeah, I appreciate it, man. That's that's uh, bottom crate beats on that beat, dude. Oh my god, that beat is vicious. Like he had a stash of beats, but then that one, he was like, "This one is for something uh, dear to your heart." And I was like, "Man, I can't. I don't really get real personal." Yes, I do. I, I'm not. And then I was like, "I've had a five year health crisis, and I've gotten so much better with, and I feel like a whole new person every day." But that is a dear subject to my heart is eugenics because I went through it and no doctors had any answers for me, but everybody's turned into them. Now they're gods in white robes and they think that they are the saviors. I mean, they're out there helping and I commend doctors and nurses. I, I love healers, um, but it's not always the solution for everybody's problem. They got to find out what is really wrong with them and they can't take a bandaid. They got to go within to heal. Well, see that, sometimes I think is the worst thing is that like, I do want to trust some of these doctors and like, I got a buddy that's a doctor. They just, they're just as fucking foolish as the rest of us, man. I mean, like medical mm -hmm. school teaches them what they want to know. It's Rockefeller medicine. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's like full of fucking band-aids and that's what they do. Yep. They, they treat symptoms and then they give you another fucking drug that will give you another fucking symptom so that they can give you another fucking drug that'll give you another fucking symptom. And meanwhile, they don't, they don't, what, like, you know, what, what the fuck is the cause of this? What's the root cause? And that's that would take too much time. And cause. like, yep. yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what they got to find out. I don't know what my cause was still. It could have been um, hereditary or genes, but I know that there was a problem and I had to change my life and I was scared to do it and I did it and I do it every day. But I mean, I would have never known any of these things. I was so lost and I sick and afraid and trapped in fear that the one thing I did learn through that journey is fear is a disease. And I'm still trying to overcome it as we all are. We all have our own battles yeah. of things we're afraid of, simple things. But, man, the way they sell the fear with this pandemic is 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 a um, – it, it shows that they might not really care about your health and wellness because fear does not Dude. help anybody's <laughs> system. To me, it was all about the way that they were marketing this, right? Like I, I was listening to somebody talk about this earlier, and, like, th- this is so fucking true. Like the way they talked about this was like – just stay inside. Just don't fucking go out. Wear a fucking mask if you have to. Don't, like, don't, I mean, they shut down the fucking gyms. They weren't, you weren't supposed to get together with your family. And you were supposed to do all this while they're, like, scaring the shit out of you. They, they exactly. didn't talk about, they didn't talk about vitamin D. They didn't talk about vitamin C. They didn't talk about getting proper exercise. They didn't tell you to nope. get fresh air or sunshine. Yep. Like, they were just like, you stay inside and be scared until this vaccine yep. comes out and then exactly normal will be back so to me yep. and that is that is wrong that's wrong man so like if they actually gave a fuck if they cared about you they would have been saying make sure you're taking your vitamins make sure you're mm-hmm. going outside getting some fucking fresh air make sure you're exercising yep. try to eat some fucking decent food and then yep. we have a vaccine for you i would have trusted yep. their vaccine a lot more yep. if they had been yes. telling me the right things, but they had, they weren't, but you know, they weren't, they weren't. so they proved that they didn't give a fuck about, no. you know, it, overall health. There's millions of people who live with the, the, the horrible story I had to endure with autoimmune diseases and everything, man. And one, there's so many things that those people know that they should have been putting them on platforms because I was so messed up and I felt like I was having a heart attack for five months. Okay. It's so crazy that this guy kept telling me to take a walk every day. And I'm like, dude, I'm losing my mind. I feel like hell. What are you talking about? He kept saying it. Well, guess what? He was a chiropractor and I finally started going on a walk three weeks into taking a walk and sitting underneath the tree and doing abdominal breathing. That pain started to leave my chest. You know, I mean, it's what you said. It's going back out and and unplugging. And, you know, we all get fight or flight jobs, stress. We all got war stories, man. I'm not judging anybody. But for them to not give that simple advice to people like you're saying is all we needed to know. Yep. And then if you were talking about them, they fucking would shut you down. If you were talking about anything else, they were fucking shutting you down and downgrading your voice. Like the person that made the MDM, uh, MD, mRNA shit, like he's kicked off. Like you yeah. can't, you can't even talk about that doctor. I can't think of his name right now. But he, no, 
you, you can't. he fucking took his Twitter down. They took they took everything away from him. And he mm-hmm. is the goddamn doctor. He has like the patents to for the mRNA uh, technology, and you're not allowed to fucking talk to him about it. He well, does, he's not yeah. allowed to have an opinion on it. Like. No, it's, it's like completely yeah. controlled. Our medical system is 100% controlled. And it's like, I think that's pretty apparent to people right now. A lot of people are waking up to that. So. Well, they're aff- they're still afraid to let that go because, um, I mean, we all have it. We don't want to take self-responsibility. So, like, doctors help with that where we feel like they can help us. That's how I felt. I was so afraid and needed help that I turned to them. And after nine visits, I realized... What is good? You guys got nothing for me. And then it took a nurse practitioner to come out of the room and see me weeping. And she came up to me and she's like, look, I know a lady. She's got a waiting list for six months. But if I call her, she's way far away on the north side. But she's a natural, holistic practitioner. This is who you need to see. And I mean, that was someone from the inside at the office who felt my pain yeah. enough. And I sent, I sent that lady flowers on my third visit with that na- uh, natural practitioner just thanking her for that and dude she was taking a risk because she was she talks about that shit yeah she'll get her ass canned even though she, she that was. she knows what's gonna fucking help you and she's doing yep. it like to help you and that's supposedly her job is supposed to be a healer right and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well they thank god for vitamin, it. they found out my vitamin d levels were at hospitalization levels and i was like oh well Oh my God! You know, so the blood work I paid on my own to get at a at a lab was telling the truth, and they were just trying to offer me pharmaceuticals and all that. And I'm like, okay, I'll take some of that if you guys find out what the problem is. But I mean, it's crazy. I, yeah. I feel really bad for people out there who have already been sick for years, and nobody gave a shit about wearing a mask or washing their hands. Like yeah. I have touched keypads with my knuckles for six years. I don't touch anything with my fingers. There's things that you already, you know, people already know. And they're just acting like they got these magical cure-alls with a mask and a vaccine. When a vaccine isn't even, a ma- it's it's not foolproof. So, like, when people come up to me and they're like, hey, you should just get the vaccine. I'm like, I hear you, bro. But why? It's not full. Why are you acting like it's foolproof? Well, it raises your chances. Well, we already are taking a chance living and not maybe getting sick or getting sick or how base you take care of yourself. But the, to believe that they are foolproof, which 80% of these people do deep down, they think that they're getting a shield when they get it is crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the fucking biggest placebo and maybe that'll help a little bit, but like I have several friends dude, that have gotten the vaccine. They got COVID. They're fucking yeah. getting COVID man. So it, and they told you themselves, like the doctors themselves, if people actually listened, it's it's not going to stop you from getting COVID. It's not going to stop you from spreading COVID. If the only thing that it might do, they said, is help the symptoms a little bit. Right. It's supposed to soften right. the symptoms right. a little bit. But then they don't talk to you about like, well, there are maybe some risks involved. And see, that's the other thing that bothers me about it. So. Like, for me, they were hyping the numbers this entire time, right? Like, if somebody got fucking hit by a car, but they fucking tested him and he had COVID and he died, they were, they were calling oh, that yeah. a COVID death, right? But now the yeah. opposite is true. If somebody fucking took the vaccine and they die two days later, they will fucking bend heaven and earth to fucking say that, oh, it was, you know what? He might have had something else, you know? And yeah. I'm like, 
so you are a fucking liar, man. It's like I'm going back and Can forth we do it? in my head. I just like is that just due to like the virus weakening people's immune system, or is it just people who've been in their room for the last year just going out to the world and like how they weaken that's their a good own point. immune system? That's a yeah, that's a very good point. Both. It's very very relevant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, could be yeah. either. Could be either, and could be. I mean, the, the point I was making in that Menace to Eugenics song in the music video is I didn't know how to present it. So I was like, I'm just going to put a history lesson up. So I made, I downloaded all this footage and I was like, I'm going to do it on a projector. And I shot it like 25 times because it was hard to do in the light. And I, you know, I'm shooting on a new camera, but I'm just like, I'm going to cook. Because when I wrote it, I wrote it like a poem, an educational poem, no hook, straight history lesson. I'm going to tell you who these people are, their names and how they're connected and what they do. And the fact that eugenics is based on racism. Okay. So we're in a climate of racism right now, which racism has always been around and it's horrible and I stand against it, but it's been brought out and brought to the light again, you know, forced upon us per se, even though something should be forced upon us. Maybe, maybe, you know, race should be a discussed issue. I mean, I'm all for bringing the truth to light. So what I'm saying is, though, if we're having a discussion about race, let's go all the fucking way in. Let's yeah. go all the way in. Because you got to do the history. Not only were, yeah, not only were these people removing people from, you know, indigenous lands and literally sticking people with shots and killing people with the wrong color or the wrong dialect or the wrong um, mental capacity. They were killing people who weren't smart enough. You know, I mean, they were pe- killing people in the ghettos, uh, they're, uh, white or black. That's what eugenics was. Dude, and, so and here we are. It, it's, it's, it's the same progressive movement that people don't, people don't fucking realize this. They don't do their history or they just whitewash it and they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to look at the ugly history. But it was the progressives and it was the progressive movement that, was, that were the eugenicists. They were the ones yep. that were uh, – they were also – the ones that wanted wars, they they were the ones that wanted and like uh, to like they were the imperialists. They wanted to take over who like the subpar, the the stupid. Like me, I'm an indigenous person. They we were fucking captured. We were fucking raped. We they took our language. They fucking retrained us. They like mm-hmm. you can just look at Canada right now. How many fucking bodies? They just had their third one, man. They just found another one of those retraining, re-education camp schools yep. where they were taking all these fucking kids, all these indigenous kids. They were raping and fucking murdering them, and they're finding mass yeah. graves with hundreds of fucking dead kids. And what I'm telling them is, like, those are the same people that you are today. That was the same movement. Yeah. That was the same progressive yes. movement. And Same people, yep. And now they're talking about putting us in like fucking FEMA camps and re-education camps. And like, yeah. I'm not a Trump supporter, no. but like, you can hear the same guys like that PBS, uh, that PBS exec got caught talking about like we need to take the kids away from Trump supporters because we need to send those kids to re-education camps. We have to yep. brainwash them from their what their parents taught them. And you're like, dude, this is the sh- same shit. Like, it just has a fucking different like little pretty shell on it now it's biden and now we got to fucking put like you know pride flags on the drone bombs you know what i mean but yep now we can and have lgbtq people trans people it like working for raytheon 
and we're working they'll for do it to them. They'll do it to them after this. They'll do it to the yeah. left after this. They'll cook, they cook the right. They'll cook the left. Yeah, they they, they, pull, they hold no punches. They're swinging on, and people don't see that. But I'm saying if we if they want to go all in on race, I'm all for it because of what you said. Because that history needs to be brought up. Yeah. What you're saying about Canada, nobody. If you post a link, you know, if you do any of that, and so what I'm saying is LeBron, everybody else, I'm with you. Go all the way in. Don't do it half-ass like you are doing when you find out China has death camps and you want to bow down to the, to China and, and not talk about their death camps and their racist death camps because you cannot talk about your race, your race subject if you are not going all the way in on the fact that China has open death camps for Uyghurs. I mean, dude, go all the way in. Risk your money. Is, is your bill you got millions i mean like at some point you got to be like master p and own your goddamn own work own your shit like these yeah. dudes are so worried about endless contracts it's like no dude if you own your own shit you don't need billions like lebron doesn't need disney and all them he could start his own shit and he's afraid and so he cowered and he wouldn't talk about china and the nba loved it it would have been awesome if he would have gone in nobody starts their yeah. own shit anymore dude they just they sign no, up they don't. these fucking they're pussies, they man. They're pussies. They are they're, pussies. And, yep. like, I just find it so funny listening to LeBron just sit there and bellyache about oppression. Maybe the, dude, there is some fucking oppression in this country. But he's sitting there Hell talking yeah. about oppression and he's talking about racism while he's wearing slave-made fucking shoes, wearing a slave-made fucking jersey, pushing it, yeah, dude, pumping it. You're like, yeah. let's, let's, let's talk about that, man. Who the fuck made the phone that you're talking on? Who made the fuck? You know, know what I mean? It's like, go fuck yourself. You fucking disingenuous yeah. fuck. Well, no, dude, at the same time, what I'm saying is, though, at that same time, like, no one knew. Like, China's been doing this. Some people like Corbett and other guys have been warning people about China. And it's like, Hong Kong was, in my book, like, my album is kind of dedicated to Hong Kong, the Hong Kong protests. That was the most hardcore, realist shit that's happened in our lifetime, and it had a potential to change the world. Three million people were in the streets a day with no guns standing up to the most tyrannical system of government in the world. And what do you know? We get a magic virus. What do you know? The NBA's got this thing going. You know what I'm saying? Disney, everybody was about to fucking crumble underneath China going down. And I got, I mean, I was inside of me. There were some. So, like, I grew up on the NBA. Like, I'm a basketball player and a rapper. You know what I mean? Like, I grew up where in 1994, Mahmoud abdul played for the Denver Nuggets. And he got blackballed and kicked out of the NBA. He's the best shooter ever. He could give it to Jordan. And Shaq said he's the best player he's ever played with. He was a little guard on the Denver Nuggets, and he was good. He was amazing. And during the Iraq War in 92, 94, when they did the Pledge of Allegiance, he put his face down and he prayed. He was like, I'm not participating in this. I'm praying. He didn't take a knee. He just he had a moment with God. He did it the whole season. They blackballed him. I'm saying, let's go all the way in. Let's yeah. let's risk it. Risk your risk your contract, bro. Like if you're in on this, like I feel you guys. I feel your pain. I get it. I feel that these dudes burning down Bill. I get it, man. I'm not even like mad at everybody. I'm saying, go all the way in and like you said, have your own money to stand on your own. You know, start yeah. your own shit. Hundred percent, dude. And LeBron, man, he has enough. He's got enough money, clout, fame. He could start his own fucking brand, his own shoes, his own labels, yeah, his own dude. shirts. Yes. They would fucking sell awesome. it, man. People yes. would buy it. 
Yeah. Like, do it about it black awesome. power. It would teach Do it kids. about empowerment to yeah. the people and like whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm a dude. It, it would, would be, sell and it'd it, be great. Like it would the teach first, kids. Like I would. I was like 16 when Master P came out. So like he's my buddies, all of our homeboys heroes, not because of his just music. It was because he was like, we bow down to no man. We own our own shit. And we're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Like he really, oh yeah, he really owns his own shit. And he, and he still to this day does his own shit. And I just love entrepreneurs, no matter what they do, if they got a barbershop, you know what I mean? If they cut grass, like I love people like that, that got their own shit. It's really inspiring to me. Awesome. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. that's what no, we I need. I, mean, I feel like I'm cynical that. without ever happening with basketball. I know. I know. They won't. I know. <laughs> but it, it was the moment, though. You know what I mean? There was a spark, dude. The world was – there was there was like, okay, so like I know – I was watching Hong Kong from when it jumped off. It was starting to get put on the worldwide news. It was starting to go into the newspapers. It was getting super real. And people were going over there from other countries. Like people were starting to show up. And they they had to have something happen, and in my theory, they had this magic virus happen. Yeah, so I think that's yeah, all, I mean that's, my, that's what happens. What are you saying, Tony? Theory. Oh, I'm just asking. Like, so that's, I'm just asking that's your theory, but you said it was your. Yeah. yeah I mean, what do you guys think about that though? Like, iron is that ironic or like? How do you feel about that, dude? Honestly, I get I get fucking mixed feelings about the whole China thing because I can see. Yeah. Uh, and so here's where I'm coming from because I a hundred percent support Hong Kong. I a hundred, I a hundred percent support them like breaking away and doing their own fucking thing. I see the right wing in this country trying to like beat up the, the, the drums of war against China too. I know. And so sometimes I, know. I, know. I see this I know. whole thing where it's like, uh, it's now you. acceptable to throw blows at China and there, you know what I mean? I and I feel like but it's been this doing weird it for fucking six, feeling. Yeah. Right, right. What happened during Tiananmen Square? Where were the blows then? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. the world should have been rising up then. They mowed down f- maybe 40,000 people in broad daylight. The numbers are not even known. They don't teach their people it even happened. Well, see, the whole thing is, like, I don't even think that it's real. Like, I, I think that this is like a buildup for a new Cold War, right? Like, the way I that I you. see it okay. is like, uh, okay. we once the USSR fell, that was it, right? Like that yes. was our great okay. that was our great enemy that we used to build up mm-hmm. our huge military industrial complex. Then we had to right. like find something else, right? So we colluded with the fucking Saudis. We had 9/11 happen. We had all this crazy yep. shit happen in the Middle East, and then we had Al Qaeda and we had the, you know, all those yep. fucks that we could use that like we trained and so funded Al Qaeda. Yeah, exactly. We need a new boogeyman and nobody believes it it's, it exists in the Middle East. That shit's over, dude. It's done. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. The, you know, know, it's the fucking Jetsons thank versus God. the Flintstones. Yeah, it's done, man. You know, Maybe they can let, start a life let again. Let those people rebuild. Yeah. Right, no shit. Maybe they can be left alone for the first time in 40 years. Yeah. So I feel like the only reason why any of this is coming out uh, against China right now, any of it is allowed to be talked about at all, is a buildup for them being the next Cold War enemy. Because nobody... I feel you. Uh, and so I, I feel it's... It's back and forth because I actually do care about the Uyghurs. I care about the Chinese, uh, the Christians in China, all those people, all yeah. the oppressed minorities that are in China. Like, I want them to all fucking, you know, I want the, only, autonom- I, the regular people, too. You know, they're the only fucking thing oppressed. That tr- the only thing that trips me up about what you're saying is true. I'm not ta- taking that away. The only thing that trips me up is 
the rise of Big Brother, and I've, I, I have a couple things that I fear the most, and one of them is the social credit system. Yeah. And I, the fact you can't say certain things in China, and then you can't travel, and you can't get a certain job, is is I know I know they are they are totally socialist, but so we have, we are a socialist country too. Let's not get twisted. Every yeah. country is 100%. socialist. Yeah, but they are socialism on steroids, and I just really don't want that to happen to the rest of the world because those folks are so controlled. Because when they take away your ability to think and say what you want, it's over for humanity. And man, we can't have that happen on Earth. Yeah. I feel like it's yeah, man. It I feel like the social credit is just here. Yeah, I think you're right. I it's think starting, you're right. man. See, uh, go ahead, Tony. Like you're not allowed to be on Twitter, so yeah, they took me <laughs> off of Twitter for for I have no clue if if they would have told me why or like you know sent me something because I mean at sometimes I would have said some some you know crazy stuff, but it wasn't. I never made threats. I never. Had got into it. I lost like a good friend on there. Like we don't talk anymore over, over our own morals. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, like I went through it on there in real life and then just to get banned in the most ironic way, because I was literally mocking everyone who was getting banned and they banned me for mocking them, banning everybody. <laughs> I guess that was my last tweet. Yeah. My last tweet was, it said, don't get eliminated. Which was that show? Well, I don't know if you guys grew up on that show on Spike TV, um, um, MXC, where the most extreme elimination. Yeah, with the wall. Yeah. Remember that? T- yes, yes, yes. The wall, all the crazy goop. That the narrators is the funniest show ever, man. Oh, it was great. It was brought so much smiles and humor. And so th- their their motto was "Don't get eliminated." And so I put up a picture and said, "Twitter this morning is like don't get eliminated," and then I'm gone. Proves your point. And I just, yeah, I just <laughs> want to know why. But I legitimately didn't have a problem with it. But the more it's gone on, I'm like, it sucks because I had five thousand followers, and like my followers are like real. Like I talk to my. I don't need a million followers. I got friends and people like that matter, and they support my stuff, and I support theirs. I'll buy their T-shirts. I'll buy. You know what I mean? So I lost some genuine connections, and it really does tick me off. Yeah, that's a yeah. shitty part about losing the actual people around you where it's like it's not just like this business aspect of it but it's actually you like yeah. you don't have a friend anymore because you got to some bullshit mm-hmm. argument over the twitter oh yeah yeah well that was over vaccines and that was five years ago i was actually on that dude's album um and he was a cool dude we've known each other for 15 years of music and i mean we still probably wish the best for each other but after he wouldn't stop about vaccines and I was sick and I was going through my stuff and I was like, dude, you can't tell me. Uh, nobody can tell me what to do with my body. I'm sorry. Like, and it's ironic for the far left to hear that and them to hate that when they are supposedly all for that when it comes to pro-choice. Yeah. So I don't get it. What are you? Do you want sovereignty over your body or not? Like, I don't understand it. They don't. So, yeah, I mean, I started as a leftist, man. Like, I was a fucking well, leftist. I was a did. socialist. I was yep. a, yeah, dude. I mean, yep. they were the only ones that yep. were against the fucking wars. Uh, I thought it. at the yep. time were we were like wars. free speech absolutists. Like we were fucking radicals, dude. And like we were against the big banks and we were against the military industrial complex. And it was all fucking great. And then Obama got in office, and then everybody fucking just forgot about being anti-war. 
It yep, was like, oh, it was sure over. Did. It was just over. Was and I was over. like, you know, he yep. started more wars, right? You know that he didn't close down Guantanamo. In fact, he's got more people in there, right? And he just signed in a thing where he can just fucking execute people like yeah. citizens. He can fucking hold you forever without a fucking trial. And they're just like, yeah. eh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, okay. You know. It doesn't matter. It's cool. So, I mean, no, to I me, <laughs> I was like... And they look the way they hijacked the left like that. I think they did that with Trump because they took a lot of what Ron Paul was doing and libertarians yeah. were doing because they were they were crushing it. And they were like, we can't let these people back in this system. Let's give them a fake version of Ron Paul. And that's Donald Trump. If yeah. I ever saw it. Yeah, he man. A, he, he took that movement. He took he that movement. Yeah, he took that like Tea Party the the yep. weird the fringe right winger that was like yep. maybe could have been an ally. Right, you know, because they were yeah, because they were pretty anti-war. They were they're 100 percent like free speech. They like love the Constitution and freedom. I mean, at least they think they do. And you you know what I mean? And like, yeah, they could have been an ally. Just like the left during the Iraq War that you were aligned with, and a lot of my friends were aligned with, because they were anti-war. But then they all got hijacked by Obama. So look. When people are like, oh, presidents and all this, and I'm like, so I was warning about a civil war in 08 because I knew, when I saw them force Obama in, I was like, dude, they're going to force the total opposite after him, and they did. They <laughs> put them both on opposite sides, and now they got people wanting to kill each other when we're all owned by the state. Opposite sides. Opposite <laughs> sides, right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nobody well, can see my finger quotes, sides. but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> they are mere images of each other, just like Spider-Man double meme. But they, uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. This is relevant, 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 very relevant. What we're talking about because that's how we got here. And I, don't, I mean, I assume you guys are with me that we don't want to see anybody in chains, and we want everyone to be free. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? People think we're like, oh, you're on some. I'm like, no, I'm not on the right or the left. I'm I'm deep within your heart. I'm there. I'm in there where you deserve some freedom. Yeah. So one of the things yeah. that we're going back and forth on is like, do you have any hope for any kind of state based solution, government solution? Or you just like get the fuck out of it. Get the fuck out okay. of it. I'm 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 not a minarchist at all. Yeah. See, at all. I, this is what Which I is feel cool yeah. if you if yeah. people are, but because we probably need to get there like there will be steps to get there so there will be little small you know i mean i get that but i'm all for letting people understand in their mind uh to not even think about that and to see that it could all be run like your job you go to a business like they're like how would we have this and that but when someone explained it to me in the books i read it would be just like a business. I things finally started to click for me and i'm like wait a minute And, and they're like and the best part is no one forces you to go to work you choose what job you want. You choose your own freedom. You choose if you want to eat or not. It's up to you, you know. So people can still be free. I mean, if and then again, if someone wants to have a socialist country, go ahead. Yeah. But don't come over here to me and my property. Go away. Yeah. Well, see, and that's what I ultimately that's what I am. I'm a panarchist, man. Like I have I like fucking it. dude, I'm homies with like my best fucking friend is a goddamn anarcho-communist. And I'm like, God, okay, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and then yeah. I got some homies that are mutualists, yeah, yeah. you know. I got some people that are mm-hmm. hardcore ANCAPs. 
I'm an agorist myself. You can see my gray and black flag back here. I love it. Like, uh, yeah. and it's bottom yeah, unity, you, man. man. It's bottom unity. Yeah. And I love that, bro. I love that. Good for you. I'm trying to fucking, I, tr I try. The hardest thing is like the very far bottom right and the very bottom mm -hmm. far left. They still fucking butt heads, yeah. man. And what we have to yeah. realize, man, is our true enemy wants us divided, wants us arguing, you know, mm -hmm. and they want us fucking fighting over, you know, property rights, whatever it's going to be. It's like, let's have, let's have separate communities. You know what yes. I mean? It, that's, no, that, that's just what that's we're going to have to do. You know, yeah. like we can and agree to trade with to each other. Yeah. We can agree to yeah. have like peaceful aid, mutual aid societies. But like, mm -hmm. I'm going to live in a covenant community over here and my socialist friends can live over there. And you know what? We can be fucking friends and we don't have to have war and we don't have to have, you know, no. and we don't need yep. an oppressive state. Like, because no. here's you the whole thing, man. What you want and... I'm a, I'm a Christian, and so, like, that puts me in an entirely different category. Like, I'm a Christian anarchist, no king but Christ. That's, like, where I'm coming from. And, uh, like, I, the way I read the Bible is, like, it's supposed to be, like, mutual aid societies. Like, I read yes. the Bible, and, like, people sold their properties, shared everything together. And so that is kind of like socialism, but it's a voluntary socialism. Voluntary, you know, voluntary, and that is the key. The key. The key. Yeah, and That's so like we could have a fucking community, a big beautiful farm. We all fucking help yeah. each other, all feed each other, yeah. but we don't have to force anybody to live the way we want to live. We there there doesn't no. have to be guns. There doesn't have to be an oppressive state. There doesn't have to be a hierarchy. There doesn't have to be any of it, man. It's like. No, it's true, bro. No, I mean, I'm I'm the uh, I'm a deep spiritualist, but I'm always posting. Uh, Jesus was an anarchist, hundred percent. I mean, I can't. I grew up Catholic and went to church my whole life, and you know all that. And uh, my mom worked for the church for thirty five years. Um, I didn't get any of it until. I mean, I always had pieces of it, but once I discovered the true message of like freedom, and went from libertarian to anarchism. I really started to understand the message of God yeah. and, and anyone who believes in anything, you know, even my, my Muslim friends, my, because yeah. that's the true message is sovereignty and, and na and natural law, natural law is the key to all of it. But that, I, I, I mean, I think if you decode those books enough, that's what they're talking about. And, um, I don't see how awesome. you read the Bible and don't come out an anarchist. Like, that's, right. That's well, it's because they're at an institution and that institution is um, propped up through the state. So, like, you have to be independent in your uh, – I don't know, bro. I can't go We're into We're getting I can't a big community, it. which is really fucking cool. There's a big community of Christian anarchists, which is neat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. And, and I had a huge following of them on, on Twitter because I was ah, – man, I – it's weird, bro. I mean, like the the house of God is within, but it's also everywhere outside. It's like yeah. so going into a church for me is tough because I'm like, I don't need to go in here. Now, I mean, I get it out of some reverence, you know, like having spiritual moments. I get why there's mosque and you know, it's a place. So to me, to worship it, it can you can have a place that's that's a temple, right? And that's fine. But the body of Christ is people. The body of yes. Christ is like if you and me or you, me and Tony, like right now, we're having the body. This is the body of Christ. You know, yeah. 
this yes. is this is what it is and like church can be this we're having mass yeah we're, we're having, having church, exactly 100 yeah. percent. like this is no that's why the rappers are like church it's like this old i don't dude it's all it's all embedded in the backwoods and in the in the streets like i'm i grew up 15 minutes from the inner city 15 minutes from the woods and i'm all about how those folks knew and they know and they try to pin them against each other like you said but everybody from the backwoods and the inner city have so much in common and they already know these things. Like we're talking about, this is hidden, hidden knowledge. Like when I grew up listening to Nas and Wu-Tang and they're talking about like, you know, they're talking about black man as God and they're talking about 5% or stuff. And, and it's like, I, 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 I heard it, but you know, when you get older and you start understanding this message, like sovereignty, that's why it blows my mind when I see any of them out there, with Hillary or, 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 or Trump or like to see, to see Jay-Z go out there with Hillary and Nas talking yeah. about gun laws and stuff. I'm like, dude, what are you guys doing again? Do you not have your own money? Are you so worried about Apple and getting your streams that you got to go talk about this political shit? Shut up and drop knowledge. Like dude, drop it's, knowledge. it's Illuminati knowledge. bullshit, man. They fucking, they got them. I don't know what they did, I mean, but they got them. I guess they fucking guess, own their souls. I, know. I don't know it sucks because I grew up on the I grew up on the '90s and the epitome of uh, grunge. Just you know, like I went to concerts. I went to every type of concert, like you know, from Soundgarden to LL Cool J to Rage to Wu Tang. And it's like I feel like then there was these nobody had gotten played yet, like as puppets. And then it all. I mean, really, it changed after Tupac died. Everybody yeah. started being weird, man. Everybody started being weird. I love music. So it just sucks for people who love music. Like kids grow up today with no albums, no, like there's no rock, there's no bands, you know, I mean, they got to discover them on their own and they're out there, but But they have music for them, but it's all very controlled, dude. The bubblegum bullshit. It's, and then Mm -hmm. they'll even have their rebellious bullshit. You know what I mean? I know. It's like that's who I'm. At, that's who I've always been at war with and exposing. Yeah. And people are like, they'll compare me to him. They used to compare me to a moral technique. They used to compare me to this guy. Now they love to compare me to Tom McDonald. And I'm like, dude, Tom McDonald should be compared to me. I've been doing this way longer than him, and he doesn't fully get the message. But shout out to him for being number one artist every week on YouTube and making millions. You know, I'm not hating. I mean, he's probably a nice guy, but dude, they love having that fake rebellion. But rage against the, the machine are such rebels. I know. I, <laughs> I know. I know. The Beatles, they were such rebels. Even though it was called the the invasion. Well, it was. You know what I mean? Like the, the 60s, I'm a big student of music in the 60s. And my album, Escape from L.A., as Kyle Reese, was all about how... Um, Laurel Canyon and that scene in the 60s was really controlled by the military industrial complex. Fucking like, People don't know. They don't want to go there, but Jim Morrison probably 100% was CIA-controlled yeah. asset. His dad, people don't know, dude. His dad was the captain of the boat that started the Vietnam War. Yeah. Dude, it's all, all I mean, of it, dude. It, it's fucked. How crazy. Because you look back at history and you're like, what was really true? You know, yeah. I mean, I used What's to be a true? student of history, man. I love fucking it. history. I, I fucking read every goddamn textbook I could get a hold of. I was a <laughs> shitty student. Hey, buddy. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I can hear you loud and clear. Is it sound? Uh, it sounds good. Okay. And let's see here. 
Tony's going to jump on here in a second. Do you have a YouTube? Uh, so, no, not yet. We just are doing the podcast thing. Okay. Um, but we were thinking about it. Like, I don't even know if it's worth it to fucking start a YouTube because we're going to get our asses banned. You know what I mean? So, like, we were thinking about starting uh, Rockfin. Are you familiar with that? No. That's that's where all the truthers are going. It's basically, like, I think some truthers started Rockfin. And um, I think Ricky Verandis, uh, he's the one that started it. And, like, uh, it's uncensorable right now. And okay. so that's where everybody goes. That's where everybody's posting their music, videos. like uh, So, like, uh, also Odyssey and things like that. They're just, like, putting everything out there because you start talking about this shit, especially right now. Like, what's his name? His old ass is, like, calling us all terrorists. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I need... What's it called? Rock bit? Rock fin. Spell it. Um, R-O-C-K-F-I-N. Okay. Yeah, Rockfin. And uh, so it's like it's like the Netflix of, like, truther videos. So I mm. think it's, like, 10 bucks a month. You oh. spend like ten... And so it's, like, a thing where, like, the artists actually get paid. So, well, like, yeah. it's cool. And, um, and then you get to watch everybody's videos. Like, people put out videos for free, but you also have, like, your kind of protect... All right, Tony, you there, buddy? I am. Lynn, okay, I can plug in my mic. Good. I like it. I'm on the website. It does look like Netflix. This is awesome. Yeah, man, you should definitely. Check I'm gonna it do out. it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna upload my shit over here. I'm gonna pay for it. Hell yeah, man! You really should. They're fucking cool guys. And like Whitney Webb is on there, like dropping some serious truth. Like I think James Corbett has some shit on on Rockfin too. Like like the like the heroes, like the people that we should trust. They're on there. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like when it, like I'm at the first screen, it says, let's get started. What's your first name? Should I, should I like, like what, it, what kind of, you know what I mean? Do I, what do I do? Like, what is this? What is, what kind of website is this? Should I, do you know what I'm saying? I don't need to say my real name. Right. Or like, I don't know. Have you, I, start, yeah. have you started one yet? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. And I, mean, I, mean, I might be stupid because, like, I haven't been protecting too much. <laughs> I haven't like, either, dude. I never was worried about it until recently, man. I never cared. I used to I, – I, I don't know. I almost shouldn't care. I'm debating about it. Like, I don't know. I don't want to – I don't want to live in fear, bro. Like, that's why I, I would post pictures of my nieces and nephews, but I stopped posting pictures of of every of all that recently because I don't want them – you know, I don't know. Dude, I totally feel you. Well, uh, I don't know what the hell we were talking about, and I don't know what we missed, but... <laughs> nothing. We didn't miss okay. nothing. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. Hell yeah. So, I think we were talking about music, and we were talking about... Uh, the 90s. Yeah, the 90s. We were talking about the fake rebel music that's out now. I don't know. You could talk about... We could start in with this and YouTube and, like, all that shit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's a good place to go. Because um, you're doing it, man. Like, you're putting out real music, and you're, um, like, it could be, like, it can't be real if you're not in control of it. Because then if not, you're just a puppet of a record company. I like, like that. Like, 
Like, I'm really skeptical of the whole record company industry anyways, because I feel like they kill off people because they make money off of dead people. Like, there's an incentive. You know, it's... They might not, like, directly kill people off, but there is going to be, like, that guy who's going to be like, here's a wheelbarrow full of cocaine. Have mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, you know, I know. Like and everybody wants to make fun of SoundCloud rappers was a term. And I got real offended by that because I have a lot of synthwave fan um artists that i found on soundcloud like soundcloud saved my life dude 2011 i I found people who make 80s music today i was in heaven and it's the best vibes and it like literally synthwave saved my life and like you know it's because they weren't on a label they were people making music at their house who used to be in bands and all this and then they started making music for themselves and there's like 18 different genres of synthwave now, vaporwave, and, and like you see it in all the movies and everything. And I and I'm, people wanted to diss SoundCloud or independent artists, or and again, then all these independent artists like myself wanted to get on Spotify. And I've already been on Spotify and iTunes, but now these young kids who are coming up, they 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 think it's everything. And I'm like, no, it's not. What's everything is, you know, doing it yourself and having your own way to do it. Yeah, just the industry defending itself when they're making fun of SoundCloud rappers. It's like, oh, they don't have control over that. So 100% Boom. fun of that. Ooh, I like that. I like that. That's real, man. That's so real. That's why Bandcamp is a great website, too. I know a lot of people are and aren't familiar with it, but, like, Bandcamp Fridays are real where they give artists, um, like, you know, an even higher percentage of their cuts. Yeah, so like 100%. Yeah, for the most bang for their buck, um, I recommend any kid – out there who likes to play any type of music to be on Bandcamp. if you want your stuff to find a a niche i mean you got to do your hustle work like people don't know they're like all right so your album like it took this much. it's like dude yeah writing it takes the most time recording it because i've been doing it for 15 years i i've got that down now i have to be in the right state of mind when i say a song my health matters too and i i didn't record music for three years because I was too fucked up. I I didn't feel good. So like, I'm just grateful I can even do it again. But the hardest work is like the branding, the promo work. And like, that's why I've helped people who have their own companies because I've learned everything there is about branding in the 15 years of me doing this. Like I've helped people who have, you know, food shops. I've helped people online who sell clothing, people who sell shoes, like, um, it's crazy though, but that's the hardest part. Like people who do podcasts, like, um, my friends are starting a podcast like you guys. And like, I got so much love for people who do this type of thing. And if anyone out there is hearing this and needs any back door conversations, advice, holler at me. Cause I I've, I've learned a lot. That's awesome, man. Cause so many small businesses, like that's the thing that they're lacking. I mean, yep. everyone's lacking something, but like, that's so much for so many people like kind of help you out through those stages especially at the beginning oh it's it's huge because my i had help like i was doing this like i was battle rapping in 99 you know i was i i got my own stuff i was dropping mixtapes but i mean my friends were for real there to help me and what they did on their own ended up coming around and helping me like i said my buddy's recorded he, he he produced this whole album and then my other buddy best friend one of them um he worked in film and tv uh, you know, in 2004 or five, and he started shooting my music videos for me in 2010. And then the third one we shot, he was like, look, you're going to edit this one. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you're going to download this program. 
and you're going to edit it and I'm going to show you how to do it. And I've been on Adobe Premiere Pro for 10 years because of him. So I can edit film with the best of them because someone, you know, gave me the key and, and pushed me to do it and told me you're going to learn how to do it. That's dope, man. That's awesome. I'm just teaching myself like now, like um, how to mess with audio. Like, because uh, this actually, um, doing this podcasting, like I've got a buddy that's like an audio engineer and he helps me a lot, but like, I'm trying to learn this too. Cause like, awesome. we, like we had a couple, uh, we had a couple like pretty important guests and like, I fuck, I don't know if I fucked up the, the audio or if it was just fucked and I was like, Oh, we're screwed. I know, <laughs> man. <laughs> it know? happens, dude. Oh, it happens, dude. I've, especially when I film video, like my buddy filmed weddings and I was there helping him. And he looked at me like 10 minutes into it. He was like, you realize this is different. Right. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, there's no redos. They are going to walk down that aisle one time. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, we cannot fuck this up. And it's like that, dude, in audio, too. It's the same way. People don't know. It's it's not a game like it is serious business. Like uh, you got to You got to it's. And so I adapted a way of renegade shooting. It's the same way I play uh, video games. I don't uh, since GTA and Red Dead. I'm a Red Dead, a holic, but uh, run and gun. That's what it's called. So like I like to film you know, on the go. But, but when you do that, it's high pressure. Cause you have to have everything, uh, before you film, before you record, you got to have all your settings, right. And it is, that's what counts the most. And it's hard, but people don't know behind the scenes, all the work that it takes. And like, I'm so grateful for everybody who sees my stuff and supports it, but they don't really know. And that's okay. Cause I'm here to present them with the music, but some, some of them know all the work it takes. Yeah, I mean, there, I, there's just a learning curve with all that shit. Like, like, cause what I do, I don't know if I want to call myself a professional meme lord. You mm -hmm. know, that's a, that's a goofy fucking saying, but like, that's great. Uh, you know, back in 2015 when I started like really getting into this shit, like I just started, uh, you know, I was laughing at people like Pete Quinones. You know, I'd go on to like different, you know, Sal Mayweather. You know, all the like great meme lords. You know, and just like check out all their shit and so i started playing with it and i downloaded like pick arts yeah i downloaded like you know some fucking little dumb shit and like like i get paid now i like i shouldn't say this in front of the irs but i get paid to fucking like to make people memes yes i get you know what i mean i turned it into a business like i, I love it i make people's ads like i work for a guy that sells insurance i work for a restaurant like that's to awesome. do their, their stuff like and it's, like, that's branding. That's what I was talking about. You're doing yeah. it. And it's just how to make a little extra fucking change on the side, mm -hmm. you know, just trying to fucking survive through all this crazy bullshit, you know? Yep. It's the art, the art of propaganda. So look, bro, if they're going to have their propaganda wars, then I mean, people are like, so what do you do? You're a rapper. I'm like, really? I'm a propaganda yeah. master. I'm, I'm here. I'm here dropping another form of propaganda. And, and that's, that's that. I mean, People truth want to war. say it's all bias. I call it hashtag truth music. I mean, I did that like forever, but like, you know, that's really what you're doing. What, what, what it comes down to. It's a, what he, what he used to say. It's a war on your mind. Yeah. The old Buddy, Alex we're, Jones. We're truth warriors. That's what we are, man. Yeah. It's, did you say, did beautiful. you say, did you say Pete? Where are you talking about Mance Raider? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I see, I was on his show when it used to be, uh, beyond the wall with Mance Raider from, um, uh, 
what's the show they ruined? I was obsessed with, but yeah, Mance Raider. He's he's the one. <laughs> Lord the King. Of the Rings. Yeah, oh, not Lord of the Rings, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Jon Snow. R.I.P. R.I.P. But yeah, man, Mance Mance Raider is my boy. But he's he's a great dude. He's a great guy. He's a uh, he's he's very cool too. Like it seems like you guys that he um he doesn't like to push people away who might not be into what we're talking about because he knows that deep down we are all sovereign sovereign soldiers, as I said, because it's a war for your soul. But you know, deep down we all are anarchists. We're all born free. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, I've been feeling that too, and I feel like there's some, some pushback to that right now, but I'm not buying it. Go on, t- say more. Well, like, oh yeah, well, dude, the libertarian universe right now. Go ahead, Tony. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's this idea that like people don't want liberty; they just want security. Which I mean, I think that people want both, and it's not really a real choice. I mean, if I like, if you're drowning and I throw you a lifeboat or something and say, like, here's all these unbearable rules, like, you'll probably get on it. It's like, the yeah. idea that you have to, te- like, people need to be able to be self-sufficient so they can have liberty because without that, it's just, like, this idea. Like, yeah, like, safety will probably trump the ideals of, li- like, you know, it's, a, it's lower down on the that's for sure. Yeah, that's true. So, I, so I don't know. You're not on Twitter anymore. No, I mean, see, that's the thing, man. I was, I was, <laughs> I was there with him, like, like yeah. when I was doing my thing, and he had me on my show. Like he had 200 followers. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He, it was, it was, and I knew, like, like some of my other friends, like I knew it was. He was. I told him we we talked like two hours after the show because I was talking to him about video. I'm all into visual branding and all that and he had it down dude he knew what he was gonna do but anyways what what i heard and what i see behind the scenes is like he goes to um these caucuses and stuff people are uh, is that what you guys are talking about these libertarian the the stuff going on in their party so that's half of it and then there's then there's the other half (laughs) there's like two yeah that's basically what we're talking about it's like there's a whole movement like uh with dave smith i don't know how familiar you are with him um, where he is, he's maybe one of the most vocal and biggest like celebritarians, right? And like, right. in fact, I mean, I owe a lot to Dave. Dave is who brought me over to libertarianism, um, and I, I respect the guy. I like him a lot. Um, but when he first came out, he was very anti-political. He was like, "No, we don't vote." You know, he was an actual voluntarist, and now he has kind of joined the LP, and he's kind of like taking over the Libertarian Party, and. And honestly, it's not a, it, I don't see it as like the worst thing in the world. He's like trying to reignite the Ron Paul revolution. He's trying to get like some folks that are like hot and like, and, and it's working. Like he's building a really big movement. But then there's the other anarchists that are like, look, this is a non political thing that we're doing. We don't want anything to do with the, like the political scene. And so there's this been this weird like schism that mm. has like happened in the libertarian world. That's what I thought. Okay. I like it. <laughs> and I've been like for the last, like, you know, several years, I was a hardcore voluntarist agorist. Well, I, you know, no fucking masters. I'm not going to vote for anyone. Like, you know, the whole thing. And what I've been kind of like, there's this new guy who uh, we just interviewed him. Really smart cat. His name is Matt Erickson. Uh, he's been talking about like Machiavellianism and has been talking about like, um, different ways that you could like, cause he sees uh, the LP as a losing strategy. He sees the yes. Libertarian party is like, and obviously it is like, I agree with him. 
he says that like but this guy has some different ideas about like uh, different ways that we could mm. be liberty but like using the state right yes. so there's He's talking that- about infiltrating their system and pimping it yes he's talking 100%. about some street shit yeah i like it i like it i mean if you're gonna play that <laughs> yeah, game yeah you exactly. might as well do that you might as well now the reason been in this monopoly like we've been all been playing fucking monopoly forever and yes. they've been playing as the banker and they've been cheating man and they got the fucking rule book you know and so like it's time for us to like you know tell me what you were gonna say sorry no like we all believed in that uh libertarian uh philosophy and i can be a libertarian and not vote but anyways so what pete and a lot of them like me why we won't budge on this is because so i don't know dude i don't have any animosity towards anybody that's new i'm glad they're here as a voluntarist or a libertarian but what they need to do is talk to somebody like me and twenty thousand other people like me who've been in this since 2004 who've had AR-15s pointed in our face for going to protest and going to become uh, candidates. I am, I'm a funny one, bro, because I actually have been elected. I won an election. You know what I'm saying? Like some of us went all the way in for Ron Paul, bro. We went all the way. And you know what we did? We went to the convention and you know what they told us? Fuck you. This is not... This is not your time to shine. This is not how it works. So we all went home and said, are you serious? So about a year later, 80% of us became anarchists. Yeah. And these guys need to chill out. They need to talk to people like Pete, myself, and others who were were taking their families on car drives 18 hours across the country in the snow for, for liberty and running for office, bro. That's what we were doing. We weren't like um anarchist libertarians protesting no no motherfuckers we were all winning ballots so we could go take over the convention like i i was on the tv my name popped up and everybody's like what are you gonna do i'm like i'm going to tampa and then my buddies went and they were like don't come i'm like getting ready to fly down there and they're like don't come it's rigged we're fucked they're already telling us they're they're not going to take us to the floor and i'm like what is going on and then so since then, I, I I realized it was all rigged. So that guy who has a Machiavellian idea, I'm way more interested in him than someone telling me to go vote for a new master or that we can change the system. We can't change it. We we might as well pimp it and maybe beat them at their own game. I mean, that, see, I, I'm that's where I'm at because like I've uh, always thought me, that possibility. That's possible. Actually, like Matt Erickson was on Pete's show, and that was what fucking blew my goddamn brains out. Like it, he changed my whole fucking thoughts and concepts because we had been talking about this, like in our older episodes, me and Tony had been talking about, like we were looking at, I, I don't know if you're familiar with this, Tony, you're going to have to help me again. What's the name of that documentary? Do you remember? What? Um, I it's like, it's wild country, wild country. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so on Netflix, there's a documentary called wild country. It was this, uh, he was a cult leader and his name was Osho. And he was from India, and his his like group was called the Rajneesh Niche, and they actually moved to Oregon and started like their own like town basically. And they were like getting it integrated. They were like trying to get elected as mayor. They were trying to get elected as like you know sheriff, as like the postmaster, and they were trying to like start their own fucking thing. And like they just did it the wrong way, and they were a mm-hmm. fucking they were a cult. You know what I mean? So they did some fucked up shit. Uh, but I was like, why can't 
libertarians do that. What the oh, fuck I know. are we doing? Like, I know. We need, <laughs> we need to go to a town where there's like 100 people in fucking Montana. And we need to bring like 800 people. And we have to use democracy. <laughs> you know, and that, that hurts. You're not supposed to talk about democracy. We're not supposed to talk about voting. That's like, you know, that's like, you know, and it breaks our voluntarist principles. But I was like, we might have to get our hands dirty because like, like that's basically what Matt Erickson and, and what fucking Pete Quinones were saying. They're like, there's too many anarchists that are living in Ancapistan in their head. Yes. Yes. You, and that's you know why that that's why the other event that happened where you guys are at in Portland, I was on a show because when they took over Portland and had their remember their zone. Mm. That oh. was in Seattle. Oh, that was in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Well, I should, I should remember that because whatever, man, I, I know I'm going to, I'm going to say a name. You guys remember this whole event, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everybody wanted to go crazy and, you know, have things to say. And I'm like, well, why can't you guys learn from what they're doing? Because what they're doing in some aspects is exactly what needs to be done. But they were messing with private property. I'm against that. You can't take people's stuff or hit them. But anyways, um, Raz Simone, the rapper who was kind of like they dubbed the warlord of the region. Yeah, he was the warlord. Did yeah, you know I've, been, I've been following and messing with Raz for like 10 years, dude. He's like a legit rapper like eight, six, five years ago who was like on that next level above me. But yet he was still humble enough to talk to me and indie artist, you know. I mean, like he what he whatever he, he was whatever. So I, I knew the dude. And so I was on a show that night. People were like, oh, my God, blooded nose, Raz, Simone, we got to have him on. So luckily it was a voluntary show, and it was great because they kind of had the same mindset as you guys to where they were like, yeah, man, like why can't people do what we've always wanted to do, like be left alone and have our own place? Now get it, how they're doing it is wrong, but don't fall for the trap of you know immediately seeing how this is so horrible, what, what they're doing, because yeah. that's what it's going to take. I loved it, honestly. Like, I don't like, you know. I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was. Right? It was like, dumb. Yeah, it was, it was really dumb. dumb. But, yeah. but I yeah, they're so bad. I wanted to fucking because I wasn't that far away. That's a fucking four-hour car drive, like okay. three and a half-hour car drive. Yeah. I wanted to be there so goddamn bad. I wanted to go. <laughs> I want to start teaching these guys economics. I know, bro. I know. I was like, why don't we just go out there and teach them how to plant flowers and i mean it's like i i get it people want to have problems with people they don't know but like i said they had me on because they were like you you i was like i haven't met him but we've talked a whole bunch and he's legitimately down for like like his fans and like his old music videos are basically kind of like mine where he had a bunch of kids in him and he was talking about real stuff people go through like i have my nieces and nephews in my videos and it's like there was a very close comparison to what we both were doing. And so he saw that. And when I messaged him, he, he was, he was not like bitter about it. He was like, Oh man, that's great. Like that's, you know what I mean? And then he checked my stuff out and comment on my channel. And, and it was just so weird, bro. And now he's got like other things going on that aren't people, you know, aren't good. And I mean, I just feel bad for people who I know people out there want to change stuff, man. I get it. I I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on anybody who's doing stuff like that. Like, I, it's not easy growing up and having the wool removed over your eyes, man. I know why people burn down buildings. I know why they do it. 
but they need but they need to not you know hurt their neighbor because their neighbor doesn't have nothing to do with that their, their neighbor is owned by the state too yeah i feel like if you did it legit they wouldn't let you or they would come down with cops and just break that shit up or yeah like, it would you're never right allowed to ha- like i feel like that was allowed to happen because it was so destructive and then you can be like you can corral people to want more police after that oh like, yes oh. yes yeah, yeah. my man bravo man. i'm clapping yeah. you nailed it i thought of that you are awesome write that out into many paragraphs and post that everywhere because that is the underlying theme of most of these things we see that happen i'm glad you can feel that they let it happen so they can yeah. get their solution afterwards so man, Problem, ask, reaction, what, what position did you hold what, what, what? office did you get I didn't. I, I was. I was. Um, what is it, man? Because I'm so far removed. To get down to the um, convention, you had to run. I was a delegate for the Republican Party. I was ah. a delegate yeah. because Ron Paul ran as a Republican. Like, okay. yeah, me and my friends are sitting there smoking blunts. You know what I'm saying? Like in this, man. Like you know, growing our gardens. Like we are in this. We are. We are in this. I'm dropping my music. You know what I mean? Like, it was the greatest times, dude. Like we were. I was going to hip hop shows, bro. In 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 the everywhere inner dude. city everywhere and i'm passing out ron paul shit and i'm talking Bro, about the hook imagine that man like i know dude the- so goddamn gangster like the rebels the true rebels smoking fucking blunts making fucking music talking about freedom yes they're fucking republicans yes yes I and mean, we were the- like look that's why what your buddy was saying we did it like we didn't want to go be republicans but dude we walked into that thing and when we walked down into that office you better believe we all put suits and ties on and we went in there and played their little fucking game so we could – and they were like, well, what's their chances? Well, what they didn't know was there was 32 of us, 16 of them were my friends, and we all lived in different parts of Indianapolis, and we literally dominated the shit. We won. Dude, that's why they were afraid of you. Yes, dude. That's yeah. why you were, they were afraid of you. Yes, and I was – like I said, I was in the hood passing out you know, 9-11 truth flyers. The hooks to my song were 9-11 was an inside job. You know, like building seven nine eleven terror storm. Like I was dropping, I was yeah, it was happening. And I go into these shows, and people would be like, "Holy shit, these dudes are not the Beastie Boys, and they are not, they are not faking like they're Tupac. They're straight up talking about some other shit." And it's like, "Yep, that's what we're doing." Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah! Yeah, it's great. I can't wait for people to hear this album Friday, guys. I can't, dude. It's going to be that it's it's so I finally got back to um it's been weird, man. And I feel like I've lost a lot of that. I know you guys might feel that too with this this political um climate. Like I feel like it's kind of built to drain us. We need to take our power back and we need to reclaim like that feeling I was just expressing like 2008 shit. Like we all need to be we need to be staunch and and proud that we give a fuck. Yeah, man. I think that was exactly what you were saying before. It was like about how Ron Paul, that revolution was taken over by the Republicans and it was co-opted by fucking Donald Trump. Yep. And it, to me, the saddest thing was like watching these people that like the people that should have been our allies, the people that actually at least pretend and pretend to value freedom and liberty, you know, um, thinking about like people like the three percenters and thinking about people like, uh, you know, like sovereign citizens and thinking about people that were like, you know what I'm talking about? Those type of folks uh, like oath keepers and stuff like that, that like, oh, yeah. that were like, hey, if they come for the guns, 
we're coming to kill them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they you know, if they try to push this shit, and then they got Donald Trump, and then he came for the guns, and they were just like, "Yes, Daddy." Yeah, okay, Daddy. You know what I mean? I was like, "Holy shit!" They and became then, docile. They they became docile, and then the, he co-opted the whole truther movement with the Q shit, and everyone yeah. was just busy trusting the plan. Yeah, it kind of drained me, man. It kind of drained me and probably you guys and everybody else. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what it is. And I hope, like, I just hope this album and other things and, like, your guys' show, I hope some of this stuff takes our power back. Like, I keep keep hearing that in my mind. I don't know if that's a rage hook or something, but I I feel like I keep hearing we got to take the power. Like, I've had that in my head the last four or five days. I don't know why. That's a good message. Just, like, what it really comes down to is, like, the counter-propaganda. Yes. Yeah. We're all like psychic soldiers in this shit. So, yeah. You know. And not even, I don't know, man. I mean, we all go through a lot. So, like, I feel like it was just kind of draining. Like, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't explain it, but I feel like, and it might just be some of the stuff I've been through with my health, but like, I don't know. I feel like, um, we need, we all need to re- be reminded of that fire that burns inside of us that we all deep down want freedom. And like, if yeah. they want to go there and they're going there, bro, they shut the world down, they destroyed the supply chain. They destroyed the our, our our food supply, the money, the water. Like it's on. So like we need to be we need to be proud to be pushing back against that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, man. I don't know, bro. That's why. Look, well, I had the album done, and I was like, we were talking, and DMX's album was coming, and DMX is probably my like most. Uh, um, I don't know what you could say. Uh, if there was an artist that meant the most to me, you know, influential, whatever, he's my dude. Like me and X, that's my dude. And I don't ever judge him. I don't care what he did. Like he he changed hip hop for the better. Hip hop was so saturated and watered down until he came on the scene and brought back the raw. I mean, the dude was praying on albums, telling people his horror stories. Like he came from the heart. So like when he when he passed and his album was coming out, and they put out the uh, on on Instagram, they put out the the trailer for the album. And I just saw it and I was like, fuck, I was like, I got to make an intro to my album. And so I hit up my boy Josh and Bottom Crate Beats. And I'm like, dude, we need an intro like this. And I put I showed it to him. He's like, fuck, he's like, this is crazy. I'm like, you got to try and, you know. And so he sent he sent me something back and I, I let go of that passion, like how I feel right now, like. I did it all over the album, but I needed to make a couple things clear. And it's like a minute long, and I just say it. Like, this is it. Like, they, they want to do this? Well, we're going to do this. And yeah. we and we don't need to be sad about it. We don't need to apologize about it. Because they're not apologizing about shutting the world down and threatening all of our lives and trapping our children in perpetual state of fear. They're not. They're not apologizing about that. So fuck you. I'm not apologizing about what I, where, where I stand. Good, good, man. We need more people standing up, and I hope this encourages people. Because I mean, I mean, the way I see it too is like they did this purposefully, dude. They yes. they did this. Okay, so like I actually I talked about this with Matt Erickson the last uh, podcast or one one of the last podcasts we had. It was like this was done so fucking purposefully, and, and there could be multiple reasons why, right? Maybe like there's a lot of people that think that Donald Trump was actually a renegade. He got in there accidentally. He wasn't planned to be in there, which I'm skeptical of. I think that like he probably was planned to be there, but if he wasn't, okay, 
that they did this to take him down so that they could reinstall what's his name. But what I see more is the economics behind this, right? That's what I like see. Too. What with yep. Ron Paul, Ron Paul has been talking about this for fucking ever. Like we, like we're off the fucking dollar. Uh, you know, we're off the fucking gold standard. And like, we've seen this runaway inflation. We've seen them print money, like nobody's fucking business. And then Obamacare happened. And so like that fucked any semblance of like, you, you, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yep. it was going to come to, it was going to come to a fucking crashing halt. Like 2008 was going to be, was going to be nothing compared to the economic like crash that was going to happen. And so they knew it was going to happen. And so they fucking crashed it themselves. It was controlled demolition. And so oh. they fucking shut down everything. And so they could, they could obfuscate and like and cover up like the actual fucking meltdown that was going to happen with this controlled meltdown i like you it know? i like that theory i i dig it i dig it and it sucks man because like who stayed open during this every big box motherfucker every corporate son of a bitch amazon multiplied mcdonald's fucking quadrupled you know what i mean your mom mm -hmm. and pop shop the people that were making money side hustle like the entrepreneurs that were doing it they got shut down and destroyed I know. I was I was at a um I was at a organic food distribution job for 8 years and I just left during COVID. I got hired on at a at a great job. And um uh, but whatever, what I'm saying is where I was at, we didn't shut down because they shut down the world and we delivered organic food to people's houses. That was our company. So I'm sitting that there and I'm driving to work every day and there's nobody out and I'm going to work and I'm like, dude, I'm like, uh, okay, let's get something straight right now. You know who really runs the world and who everybody should be real thankful for are the, as my dad used to always tell me because he was a traveling salesman, are the truckers. Hell yeah. You know, that's it. If they don't roll, it's over. And they were still rolling and delivering food, and that was it. But they did. But in the midst of that, they destroyed every small business, restaurant. You're right. Every guy and his wife who started, a, they, that's what they did, man. Increased dependency. Now yep. you have to work for Walmart. It, it did, man. And so they controlled the outrage and anger by cutting us checks. So yes. they fucking, you know what I mean? They robbed us blind. We were too stupid to see it. They were fucking stealing from our future and our kids' future by fucking printing mass amounts of money that, like, had never even occurred before. And then yeah. they would just give us the pennies. And the rest of it was going to the mega fucking corporations and all their cronies and all their buddies. Mm-hmm. And, and all their and all their space programs. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I'm just watching it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you fucking idiots, we're getting robbed right now. And they're like, I'm gonna get twelve hundred dollars. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know, bro. I know, man. I know. I know. I don't know. Um, but but here's my thing. While we're talking about this, I want everybody out there to get a piece of good news because look, when they did shut the world down. Um, I was telling close, close, close loved ones, hold on because there's going to be something good that comes from this. And they're like, well, uh, and I'm like, yes, just hold on. And it didn't take long. It took about a couple weeks and you started seeing people who never would, would go against the state out there going, you shut down my church. You did this. Yeah. You did that. And I was like, oh, 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 these are people who worship the blue line and vote for them every year who are realizing the order followers are the ones shutting that, telling them, 
that they are to be slaves and to go inside their house and that Timmy can't go down the street and play with, with Rob. Their 12-year-olds are, are breaking the law. And so it did wake up a whole bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. now it's just a matter of unifying all of those people and I like how it. you fight each other. You're right. You're right. You're right, my man. That is very true. That's but, the next thing they're going to try to get. Us but there was there was a lot of good that came with it because a lot of people we needed, man, to get to get a smack of reality in their face. They got it. They got it, and they're still getting it. And I mean, look at look at Europe, man. I mean, they're 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 always ready over there. I mean, I know every country is socialist, so I'm not even going to say, well, they're socialist. Well, so so is the United States in many ways. But I'm just glad to see people actually saying no. The magic word no. See, yeah, they're fighting for the wrong reasons sometimes. Like I think about France, you know, the yellow, the yellow vest guys out there. They're they're like fighting for more fucking more bullshit. I know, but that's all they know. That's all they know. They don't know that that the state doesn't need to be given the money. They they need to realize. They need to say. They need to see like the more power and the more that we want these people to do. Look at the fucking cop that just bashed you in the head. That's the power. That's the, those are the people you're trying to give power to. Yeah. Like in the UK. I mean, it's like that in the UK, they're all protesting and it's like the most, it's so funny because nobody has any, I mean, (laughs) I don't know, dude. I don't think people understand how, I guess the only people that in the world that uh, United States citizens can relate to are people in third world countries where if you have a big enough protest, gunfire will break out. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is in, in, in uh, South America, that's how, and it's like that in the United States. But like some of these European countries who've been totally disarmed, they can literally go out there and protest for days because they're all just throwing stuff and the cops are throwing stuff. But here, it's a whole different ball game. The cops show up with fucking tanks and armored vehicles and sound cannons, and it, it is it is it is straight us out of out of the Terminator. It is straight up a scene out of the Terminator. So Kyle Reese, is this the last battleground? Is this where it has to be fought? I where? think Amer- America. I think this, this is the, this. Like- yeah, this is it. It's always been it. This yeah. has been it since uh, maybe before some of these people who are recoding history. Um, I don't know if you guys are into any of that, but some of that goes back to the to that stuff I was talking about with the Wu Tang and stuff. I mean. There's people that have some theories about the United States. Like, um, I don't know if you are familiar with any of the theories about Egypt and like uh, Memphis and the pyramid in Memphis and the Mississippi and the Nile River, whatever. I'm saying if you could catch my drift, this has always been it over here. Dude, that's fucking fascinating. I want to have you back on and talk about that. Yeah, that sounds that's where the giant that's where the giants come into play. Okay. Oh, dude, yes. Because oh, they were everywhere, it. but for some reason, the most places where the news articles popped up the most, and then we have the old tribes, and, you know, oh, whatever. What I'm saying is, yes, this is the spot. This is where it's going down, but it's always been the spot. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird, man. I don't know what America's real old history is. I don't think we'll ever know. I think it's, like, very, very uh, hidden. I don't yeah, think man, they'll ever I'm tell us. fascinated about that. Yeah, I'm super fucking fascinated about that. And maybe that was one thing the Mormons had right. <laughs> that's fascinating. That this was like where the ancient shit happened. That's what uh, the, that's what a lot of people uh, are are starting to come to theorizing. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. But yeah, right now where we're at, um, every place matters and every place is special. But for some reason, they really uh, don't like the fact that we can defend ourselves in the United States. They don't like that. Yeah, dude, this is a special place. This is the last place that supposedly cares about the freedom of speech, that supposedly cares about civil rights and the rights of the individual and the property rights. We're the last <laughs> ones that care about guns. We. This is it. You're right. The ability to, to own your own life. You have the most. I know. I know. I know. I know, man. It's real. But yeah, to everyone out there, don't give in to the fear. And remember, you have the peace within you every day to see all the beauty in the world. They don't want you to see. That's what they want. They don't want you to remember all the beautiful things that are going on in the world. That's why the news won't broadcast it. That's why your schools won't teach it to you. But yet when you go around every day, you see people people that smile that are brave, that are beautiful, and hold on to that because it exists. It's real. And there's magic in the word no. Yes. You are supposed to say no. Yes. You're allowed to look at them in the eye. You're allowed to look at the Leviathan right in the eye and say, I will not comply. The most powerful word is no. And that's why they put that scene in the Matrix with Neo. What's he say right before the bullets drop when they're shooting him? He says, no. And he puts out his hand. And then all the bullets fall to the ground. Hell yeah. He saw right through the illusion. Yep. You boys are great. You guys are great. Thank you for for this opportunity, man. Thank you. Um, Oh, man. This was fucking powerful. I loved it. I know. It's great. You want to do any promotion um, where people can buy your stuff? Yeah, Uh, tell us everything. Bloodofthebrave.net. Blood of the Brave on YouTube, um, Blood of the Brave anywhere, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. You'll see my name. Look up Kyle Reese as well on on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp. My Bandcamp has all my music, mine. Um, but yeah, I'm nothing without everybody who's like you know giving me a, a a flame of inspiration. I'm nothing without the people who were there to support me to build me up when I felt weak. You know what I mean? We all, uh, but but that's it. My music, my message is for all the real people. And it, uh, bloodofthebrave.net is my new website. And I appreciate you guys having me on the show. I will share this show with all my friends and fans for sure. You guys need any uh, help with anything, make sure you let me know. Thank you. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, we love having you on. Thank you, brother. Hell yeah. Hell awesome. yeah. Much love. Thank you, guys. All right. God bless.